everybody back to the nudist colony the no tea low tea what's going on everybody my name is ross looking at you yeah yeah dude you're on oh shit oh shit the red light's on hold on hold on let me up he's, he's, he's getting ready ladies and gentlemen he'll be here with us shortly just hold on This bit's paying dividends. Hey, this is Brent. What's up? What's, What's crack going on? Uh, today we're talking about New World Disorder by Biohazard. 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 Uh, released. It's June- a real Biohazard. <laughs> Snap it to a Slim Jim. Uh, this album was released June eighth, nineteen ninety nine, on Mercury Records. Uh, did you say the name of this podcast? Mercury. Yeah, nudist. I think I think I think did. I did. Okay, I did. okay. Welcome back to the nudist colony. No tea, low tea. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, <laughs> all uh, of that. This is the nudist colony, everybody. Uh, the new dis, new metal discussion podcast. Yeah, if you found it, you get it. Hey, it you're here. Be now. If, if you if your first time, mm-hmm. welcome. Make yourself comfortable. If your last time, kick your shoes off. We get it. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, it makes sense, honestly. You're done. Turn it off now. <laughs> This is as good as it's going to get, my friend. You know how, like, in uh, most media, like, serialized media, every episode or or issue is someone's, like, jumping on period? Yeah. This show is, like, everyone's jumping off period. Like, it's it's plenty of time for people to do that. Uh, Before we get Every episode, we lose a few more listeners. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's the nudist promise. Um, Before we get into the album discussion, I do want to mention our friends over at the True Criminals podcast. Uh, I want to keep this horny on Maine. I almost mentioned this on the the Hidden Track episode that we just recorded. But uh, I I do want to mention this. Uh, Eric over there. And, up, uh, and Rachel as well. Um, we were on and several... Scotty. And Scotty, even though he's not really, I mean... I was going to say, we didn't really like talk to no, him yeah. directly, but um, uh, we were on several episodes recently. Uh, yes. The, uh, yeah, our, our name is in like most of the, the recent episode titles. Um, I'll post a, a picture to our social media account for it. But uh, yeah, June 7th we were on, June 22nd. Uh, we were on there as well. July 7th. No, I'm sorry. Not July 7th. Don't listen to that one. Don't. Uh, July 13th, we were on that one. So three different episodes kind of peppered throughout the run. But yeah, go listen to all of those episodes. They're doing good work over there. Eric has reformatted the show a bit. So yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it it's a fun listen because uh, the premise of the show, uh, 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 what ele- elevator pitch, is uh, basically uh, he has people come on anonymously and they talk about the crimes that they've committed. So you get to hear mm-hmm. people um, going to some weird fucked up shit, going to some weird fucked up places. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And Brent and I have never been on. So if you hear somebody that sounds like us on any episodes, <laughs> um, I mean, we've been on the podcast as our... Well, <clears throat> this bit's dead. <laughs> this bit has died. Yep. Um, yeah, but uh, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. It is. And uh, yeah, so you can find that anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. Back to our show. We're talking about Biohazard, baby. Biohazard. Ross, have you ever listened to Biohazard before? No. Same. <laughs> uh, Not at all. I am more uh, than familiar with them because of the Biohazard symbol which <laughs> i associated 
I knew them as a band. Like I'm sure I saw yeah. them on MTV and stuff, but I, I remember always seeing like people wearing like biohazard, like the band, like shirts, like with mm-hmm. that, which, which is an actual symbol. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, but For like the band, I always associated it more with the band, even though I don't know anything about them. Yeah. I like that, that funky looking biohazard symbol. I always yeah. associate with the band biohazard, mm-hmm. but yeah, I have like zero, zero experience with them. Uh, same. I could not have told you one of their songs before uh, preparing for this episode. Yeah. And uh, now I've listened to some of their music. So, yep. We'll uh, we'll keep that in the They got a guy portion. in the band named Seinfeld. They do. Uh, that would be Evan Seinfeld, who is the bassist and one of the lead vocalists, along with Billy... Oh boy, Grazia Dai uh, on guitars and vocals. Uh, on this album, Rob Echeveria on lead guitar and then Danny Schuler on drums. Schuler. Yeah. So uh, both Evan Seinfeld and Danny Schuler are Jewish. And the only reason I bring that up is because I was reading about the history of this band. And early yeah. on, it seemed like people thought they were uh, like uh, neo Nazi skinheads. Yep. Yeah, and uh, they were like, yeah, but we're like Jewish or whatever. But I think they were maybe portraying that just so uh, that he'd get noticed by some other band and their fans. I can't remember which which band it was. Yeah, and I know uh, they had a couple names of their of their songs that were like sort of like you could take it either way. Um, and I'm, I'm uh, I took notes. I forgot my notepad. Um, but uh, they had a couple songs early on that people thought were um, like prom- promoting like white power or whatever mm-hmm. um but we're actually like um like critical of it in, in, in the lyrics um but uh they, they admitted that they kind of did that because they knew that was their image and that was like but then they would get people in and kind of trick them well they it was to- like a bang bus situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally authentic this band is just like the bang bus <laughs> right <laughs> um they had that one song called white power parentheses uh, Ranger. Um. <laughs> R.I.P., man. Yeah. R.I.P. Preston Power King. Uh, so, yeah, that's the that's the band for this album. Now, this is the fifth studio album by Biohazard. And I'm trying to remember when I was going through, and uh, early on, you had sent a timeline of yeah. new metal albums and, like, when they were released. And I took that and, like, a psychotic person i added so many other things to it <laughs> like an annoying amount of shit on there Some i think i went through i was like i want to do this one this one this one <laughs> yeah. i don't want to talk about <laughs> but uh i'm trying to remember why i put this on there i think biohazard gets lumped into new metal yeah just because of like maybe proxy i always thought of them as like a hardcore band similar to like a hate breed right. so they were like adjacent to and could play with uh corn or slipknot or whatever but uh, not quite that. Yeah. So I added this on here. I know like in, I think their next album, they have members of like uh, Slipknot on there. And yeah, I think uh, like Corey's Starscream. on there, I think. What? Starscream. I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. No, what? from what I saw, it was like Corey Taylor and mm. uh, I think fucking uh, the new Sepultura singer. I can't remember his first name. Something green. Zam Alaveric. <laughs> Because it's just Max Caliber back. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
what's that G.I. Joe? It's like Tomar and Zaymot or whatever. Oh. It was yeah. just like he just like turned his clothing backwards like crisscross. <laughs> it's like I am back in the band. That was my uh high school remember when, you know, when they had a, everybody had to go remember when Joe whatever did Biden. that thing and <laughs> Joe Biden was a guy. <laughs> um uh, mine was remember when Ross wore his clothes backwards in elementary like crisscross. That was my remember when. What was this for? Was this for it a like yearbook? A thing, it was like a thing, like our like our senior, uh, like a, like a senior assembly, you know, and they would have like the most likely to succeed and like all uh, that kind yeah. of stuff, and, and then it would be like in twenty years, this is what. But it was like all like the uh, the really popular kids were like the ones on the committee, and so they didn't know anything about us. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to be abducted uh, along with a, a friend we don't talk to anymore in an alien spaceship and like carried off into space or some shit. That's like, so okay. fucking stupid. Cool. Mine was uh, I'm going to uh, form a Nine Inch Nails cover band with our friend Alan. With Alan? Wow. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Another person we don't talk to anymore. Also, I was we were in a band together at this point. Alan didn't play music. Uh-huh. I wasn't even like huge. I mean, I was like friends with him, but like right. we weren't like, like I was in a band with you and our friend Adam and Preston. Right. It's like, so why wouldn't you, if I was going to start a cover band, it would be with one of you guys, not with a guy who doesn't play music that I'm not like super good friends with. I think maybe they just like had to include him for some reason. Like they were going around yeah. doing roll call essentially and throwing uh, everyone in there. I remember uh, one of the, the cheerleaders that, was like reading the thing. Yes. She got to the word NASA and she pronounced it N-A-S-A. Yes, yes. I was about to say that. Well, that was that was about one of our other friends. Yeah. The nerds. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um yeah. It, it, the way she said it, she's like, and Chris will join N A S A like it was N W A. Oh, oh boy. fuck me! Yeah, uh, God, high school was pathetic. It really was. The one we went to, especially so. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go back. Honestly, have you ever? I I do this like thing when I can't sleep, where I like um think, <laughs> jack off. Think about think about <laughs> if I could go back in time with everything I know now. Oh yeah, like what I would do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I would be a lot better at high school. Like just mm-hmm. just overall, like, I think so. Yeah. Like compared to the real world, mm-hmm. high school seems so fucking easy. But at the time, it seemed like God. I can't wait to like graduate and get a job. It's gonna yeah. be easy living from then on. I'll have mm-hmm. money. I'll have a house and a car. I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. It's like no. God, I was stupid. <laughs> God, I was so fucking stupid. Yeah. God, I, I could go back and have people like supply me meals and like give me a place to live, and I don't have to go to a job. And like I can, I can get off my duties at three o'clock and like, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Then you have your, your, uh, afternoon free to watch like cartoons and shit. Yeah. And you have a summer, you get like three months off of, can you imagine if we got three months off of work? I would lose my fucking mind. I, I would just jerk off. <laughs> uh, which is what I did back in high school. <laughs> you just cripple your wrist immediately. Yeah. yeah. But my, my, God damn. Like if I could go back, yeah, I would, I would just, fucking be so good at high school yeah um i don't know that i I would i would do well at uh the school portion of it because i'm finding that out right now as i'm like studying for this thing for work but i think if it were any type of uh 
social interaction. Oh my god, I yeah. would lose my mind. I would love to be in like a like a drama club or or something like that. I, I didn't think we had one for a long time until I mentioned it on my other show, and then our our mutual friend Rachel Bookout reached out and said, "No, we had this. I was in it." Yeah, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I must have just like totally forgotten. I was in the, I was in the gifted talented program mm. at school. You were an X Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was one of Xavier's special students. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. He told me to stay after class and bang out some erasers and also some other stuff. <laughs> Professor Xavier, you're a jerk. <laughs> oh. um, uh, <laughs> I like the reference. Uh, but I'm like, man, like just just thinking like. But I have the knowledge I have now. I could go back in time. Mm-hmm. I could like in, I, even just with my limited amount of money that I could raise, I could just invest in like Amazon and Apple and Facebook and like, like by now I would be a billionaire. Yeah, and I think about this a lot. Um, it'll never happen because things like that don't happen in the real world. But uh, yeah, going back, it would be so so fucking awesome to be able to. Go, I don't remember how we got onto this, but I would go back in school and I would I would slay. I would I would actually be able to have sex with a woman. I was not very successful at in high school, but uh, I'm fairly certain with what I have now, like it would be so easy. Well, see, I don't think about going back. I I don't think about like the time travel. You have a 40 year old mind having sex with like a teenager. Yeah. See, this is where you get into a a paradox. I don't think about that. I always think about like if for whatever reason we had to reassemble our class, like all the surviving members of our class like at the 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 reunions we've gone to yeah we have to like for like a week we're required to go back through school or whatever i feel like i would have such a fucking blast yeah you would be there of course our friend adam uh, some of our other friends right that would be i would carry preston's ashes in a little um cocaine (laughs) bag in my pocket (laughs) that's our friend who passed away who was cremated one one side says not cocaine the other side (laughs) says preston though <laughs> he would love this joke. He would, love it, yeah. he would be fine with this. Don't be offended. He would love this. But like going back uh, as adults and seeing the people who uh, we weren't necessarily friends with or, or classmates that were like into sports and shit. Yeah. Uh, seeing them now and like when we've gone back to those reunions and interacted with those people, they're just like fucking duds, you know. Losers, and look, I understand. <laughs> I'm saying this on a new metal podcast. <laughs> So I'm not like a super cool guy, but like, you know, I feel like it's fair to say that we've got some personality at the very least. Compared to what we went to school with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? Blank. I just got a fence company. I've started from scratch. (laughs) Still living in Inola. Still still living there. I was shocked at our reunion how many people were like, I live in Inola. I'm like, you live in the same fucking place that you graduated uh-huh. from 20 years ago? Yeah. What is wrong with you? You could just move away. And look, like, we didn't move, like, terribly far, but, no, like, but it's a we city. got out of there. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's>, <laughs> there's shit to do here. It's not yeah. a goddamn nightmare meth hole. Yeah. Like, the place that... I, apparently, apparently now it's like... Uh, we're, let's, okay, let's... let's, let's like, <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten way off fucking topic. So we're talking today about... Uh, biohazard biohazard uh, again new world disorder bro fifth studio album i don't remember the album. exact reason why i added this particular album on oh, yes. here uh they had some other albums that came out during the times of new metal so i think like 94 and then 96 
94 is like yeah. when new metal launched right so i could see that one not being in there 96 i don't know why i didn't add it this one i feel like maybe when i was going through researching these albums that i added on here if it had on wikipedia it had the genre listed as new metal i was like okay i'll go ahead and add that on there this one is like rap rock or rap whatever rock, yeah so i was like i don't know if maybe it was early enough where i was like okay i guess i'll go ahead and throw this on there yeah um but it's on here and we're going to talk about it right? can i be honest <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold, <laughs> hold. Let me go through some of these boring-ass details. Before okay, we get yeah, to yeah, that. yeah. Uh, so this was recorded at Right Track and Baby Monster in New York City and then A&M Studios in Los Angeles. Produced by great name, Baby Monster. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Got a baby monster between his legs, tell you what. Uh, produced by Ed Stasium. Sta- uh, uh, he worked on Biohazard's third studio album, and uh, he also worked on albums by the Ramones, Talking Heads, Motorhead, Living Color, some other bands that I'm not super familiar with. But those are the ones that, oh, okay. you know, mm, pretty uh, most people know. Um, and uh, not a whole lot of information uh, I could find on, like, touring for this particular album. Uh, the Sales. Oh, boy. So this is the fifth yeah. album. Their fourth album, uh, I can't remember which label it was on, but it performed poorly mm-hmm. so i think it was was it roadrunner could have been sounds sounds right yeah but whatever it was it was like they got kicked off that one because of yeah. underperformance which is weird because their third album i believe is the one that like did the best they right. got a ton of uh play off that one and uh yeah so fourth album didn't do well this album did even worse from what i can understand so by january of 2000 and again this album came out in june of 99 so, like, seven months later, this album had sold 40,000 copies in the United States, and by May 2002, had sold, uh, <laughs> on Wikipedia, it says 51,408 copies in the United States, according to the Nielsen Sound Scan. Very specific number from them, but I guess that's why the service is a thing. Yeah. Uh, in January 2000, Evan Seinfeld claimed that the album had sold 250,000 copies worldwide, which is like, that would have to sell an excessive amount of international copies like 200,000 copies internationally to bring that number up which is possible i don't know i'm personally not that invested i'll be honest with you yeah um you know this album is um considered a commercial disaster for the band uh so like two in a row the band cites mercury records with poor promotion for the album and they left the label afterward and uh not only is this the only Mercury Records release for the band? This is also the only Biohazard album to feature former helmet former helmet guitarist Rob Echeverria, uh, Echeverria, yeah. however you pronounce his name. So, there's all of that information. In addition to that, four singles released from this album: Resist, Switchback, End of My Rope, and then New World Disorder, the title track. They tried. They tried, and uh, outside of you know discussions about the album title and cover art. That's kind of all we have at this point before we get into the tracks, um, which is interesting because I, this is the first album we've ever reviewed where the entire album is one 54-minute track uh, without any type of variation. So it, yeah. it was wild, you know? Um, it uh, Yeah. So so I did, I did, I just wanted to check. So mm-hmm. it looks like Urban Discipline was their second studio album. That was the one that was on Roadrunner. It was released okay. in 92. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a song uh, 
called Punishment, yes. and it is from uh, the 1989 film The Punisher, starring Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, it has that audio sample in there. Yeah, which the is beginning. pretty cool. I listened to that that song a couple of times. Like I, I listened to the the track on Apple Music, and then I uh, watched the music video for it. It said the music video for Punishment uh, was like the most aired. Uh, music video on uh, Headbangers hey, Ball. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, and it got like a lot of press, and they ended up selling like a shitload of copies of the that album. And I looked at the numbers; it seems like the album did well. Uh, so I don't think they're lying there. But beyond that, I don't. I don't think this band had uh, much success. Yeah, and and you know, if this if this was their or if the if the '92 one was their um, uh, big one, Urban Discipline, um, or or well, it, it would, would have been one of the bigger ones. Like, 92, you know, we're still pretty young at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then State of the World Address, which is their third one, which was on Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Same producer. <clears throat> um, Warner Brothers, there Ed, we go, yeah. Ed Stasium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think th- I think uh, those, yeah, this one did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the third album did did pretty well. Um, but it's 94. I'm, I'm 11. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm listening to alternative music, but... My alternative music is like, I'm like listening to grunge, you know, which is like accessible, whereas like hardcore New York punk is not. Yeah. Again, we're here in Oklahoma, so we don't have that hardcore scene. I do remember seeing like some of their videos on like YouTube, uh, MTV back in the day. Mm. Um, And... I have never been. I, it's it's like I like punk music, uh-huh. in general. Right. But when it comes down to like, I'm gonna sit down and listen to punk. Mm-hmm. I I just never feel like I'm in the mood for it. Oh, okay, okay. Like this album, and I uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've had a lot of crazy shit going on, and I've just been way off my game, mm. um, and I've just not been in the right headspace for you know. I feel like if I'm if I'm gonna listen to a new band, I need to be in like, like a good. I need to feel enjoyable as a person, and then I listen to the music, and that adds to my enjoyment, and then I like the music. Mm-hmm. This is not. I don't want to say enjoyable, but this is not meant to be like, put this album on and kick back and, you know, dive into it. No, this is like, this is a grab you by the collar and scream in your face album. Mm. And I have not been in the mood for this. <laughs> this this is not the mood that I'm feeling right now. Like yeah. I've, I've been listening to like more just like kind of like easygoing, you know, like some hip hop. That's mm. a little bit more chill. I've been listening to like a lot of like nineties hip hop lately. Like I'm listening to a lot of outcast a lot lately, um, which I feel like is better for my mood right now. Just, mm. it's, it's just more chill and it's just got like a vibe that I'm like, yeah, with this this album i had a hard time with yeah i don't want to say that i disliked it because i was not in the right headspace for it for one Uh and for another thing like i don't i know a lot of people like listening to like like angry aggressive music when they're angry Mm -hmm. uh or when they're mad or when they're sad or whatever i don't i like listening to like angry music when I'm happy mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I like listening to happy music when I'm sad. Um, or like, you know, like, uh, I need like the op- the opposite going on and I've been just in like a funk. And so this aggressive, like, you know, like, man, 
I had a headache all day and I've been trying to listen to this because <laughs> I was wanting to listen to it like a couple times before we go in and talk about sure, it. Yeah. And I, I get like two tracks in and I'm like, this is just destroying my head. Like I have to change it to something else. Yeah. Um, what's your like overall impression <laughs> on it? I mean, you kind of look, we're, we're not going to uh, give our, our string rating uh, yet, but yeah. uh, I will say that after we recorded the, uh, the previous episode, uh, the, whatever band that was, shit, my brain. Uh, the stained episode. No. I was like, okay, cool. I went ahead and uh, uh, could you come over to my house to record? As yep. you're like backing out of my driveway and pulling up Biohazard, I find the album and uh, I add it to uh my list of things to listen to, and just as like a quick little like peek the next morning, I throw on the first track and I'm like, uh oh, mm-hmm. uh oh, what? What did I do here? Yeah. Like, I, ever since then, I've been living with the regret of, like, should we pull an Audible and change albums? <laughs> I would not have argued, <laughs> but not look, have argued with you at all. <laughs> I feel like uh, Biohazard has to be in the conversation. Sure. Right? They, were, they were on the Judgment Day soundtrack. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. We got to talk about them. I feel like, yeah, they're, they're, it's, like, not all of these. There's one song on here I really like. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, but like, uh, not all of these albums we discuss uh, in 1999 are going to be winners. Most of them are. Like, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Coming up. But uh, for this one, look, sometimes you got to eat your vegetables before you get to your cake. You know, yeah. so that's kind of what this is to me. Uh, again, I don't have any experience with Biohazard before prepping for this episode. I've listened to this album all the way through maybe like four times. Yeah. Uh, which is like listening to, again, one 54-minute song uh, four times in a row. Uh, not a lot of variation on this. I I could That's see... punk. Like, mm. I'll listen to, like, punk stations every once in a while, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm like, I can enjoy it for 10, 15 minutes. I can enjoy it for, what, 10, 15 minutes? That's, what, like, eight punk songs? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, like, I can I can listen to punk for a while, and I'm like... Yeah, and then after 10, 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's time for something else. Like, yeah. it's it's just something, or, or I like something, you know, punk uh, punk metal or mm-hmm. punk threat. Like, like just, th- this feels more, I guess this is like hardcore punk, mm-hmm. um, but, um, like, I like it when it's sprinkled into, like, like rockabilly. Like, so you get, like, psychobilly, which is, uh, you know, like the Cramps or something. Um, like cramps are one of my favorite bands and they've got like a lot of punk influences, but they've got other stuff. I think punk works as an element, but when it's something like this, where it's just so straight down the line, like that thing, you know, that just like straight down the line punk, I I can only take so much of it. Like you said, it sounds, it starts to sound all the same to me. Yeah. Um, well, tell you what. Why don't we go ahead yeah. and start this album? Well, well uh, just real quick. Uh, the album cover fucking sucks. <laughs> Looks like a piece of shit. Whoever made it. Look, I'm sure this was back in the day when like Photoshop was new. But this looks like um, this looks like some Trump flat, like like some Trump bumper sticker or something. And I and I, I shouldn't put that on them because I don't think they would be fans of. Uh, Trump at all. I, yeah. I, I would hope not from what I understand by them. I've watched several interviews with them and they seem, honestly, they seem like pretty, pretty rad dudes. Yeah. It doesn't bring me joy to shit on this album. I like, know. It's, I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't hate this. I no. Just, I'm not in the mood for it and I 
don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of unremarkable, unfortunately. Yeah. But we have to remark on it because we have a podcast about nope. this bullshit. There so. we go. Resist. Yeah. Um, I will say, because I'm going to be objective about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to just be because I, I, look, we did stained last time, and I, <laughs> not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I've been kind of a downer lately, and so I'm trying not to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm trying to be like, let me just find the things I like about this. Yeah. I do like the guitar work a lot in this. Yeah, I love the lead guitar on this album. I was yeah. really impressed by it, and I do think that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the vocals. Yeah, his vocals in his, particular. Yes. Uh, that's Evan Seinfeld. I had to watch the uh, the music video to like tell which guy was which. Yeah. So Evan, the bass player. So this is the guitarist. I like his vocals, kind of. That Remind- from Helmet. No, this is uh, Billy, the, like the actual like Biohazard. Oh, guitarist. okay, okay, yeah. okay. This is Evan. He's got the Cookie Monster vocals. Oh, Gookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's there's the other thing that's that's with punk, which is like, there's a lot of conspiracy, New uh, World yeah. Order, Illuminati shit. <laughs> and I don't like that. Well, this album is called New World Disorder, well, right? So that's going to be... It's, it's they're right wearing there, it on right their sleeves, right? Um, I do like the the gang vocals that are on this album. It, it, I'm I, always a fan of gang vocals. Yeah, I don't feel like it, they do it a lot on this album, but whenever it pops up, it does catch my ear because it's like, yeah, like this part. Yeah, right? this is awesome. Yeah. And really, this song is one of the better ones, I feel, on, on yeah. the album. Well, this is the first single, so yeah. it, uh, it makes sense. Um, how do you feel about this as an opening track? I think it's great for an opening. Look... The, the joke the joke is a lot of these sound the same right uh, so this one actually does kind of stand out a little bit this is one of the ones one of the few that actually does stands out for me so I, I think y- you need that for your opener is something that uh, that at least people recognize or can discern from other tracks and so yeah. for that yeah mm-hmm. uh, has it a little like ramp up at the beginning it's like some audio sample and then it yeah. like kicks into the music um, what do you think about the production on this album? Solid. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was uh, track one, Resist. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, track two, this is Switchback. Yeah. Uh, going off of the uh, the production uh, convo, I think this album is well produced. I can pick out all of the different instruments, you yeah. know? Um, it's just like, it feels uninspired, unfortunately. Like, uh... And I think part of that is from a vocal perspective. Like, see, this feels new metal to me. Sounds like Wes. More like <laughs> yeah. I, this part, I, this I, riffy I raps. This reminds me of that, um, <laughs> the, uh, oh, God. Oh my God! The 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 sketch group um, that that uh, Mitch was in. I, I'm the Birthday Boys. Birthday Boys. Jesus Christ! I like to think of Sloppy Boys. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The Birthday Boys, where um, Mitch does oh. the song. There's just three problems in America. <laughs> yeah. Three problems in America. That's what this reminds me of. Like, yeah. 
Um, just like the most surface level. Yeah, the rat race was going to kill us all. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I I just can't. Like, it's it, it, it feels so fucking juvenile to me. Yeah. And not the good juvenile, the one that... Dude, did you know the ju- Juvie? Juvenile? The rapper? Yeah. He mm-hmm. did a Tiny Desk concert. Oh, I saw this on YouTube. I it didn't, I didn't watch it. fucking rules. Did it? It fucking owns so goddamn hard. Oh, that's awesome. Watch it. It, it is incredible to watch <laughs> Juvie go off in a Tiny Desk concert. I was like, I never thought I would ever want this, but this is everything to me right now. He does back that ass up? Oh, of course he Fuck fucking does. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, and he does some other, I mean, I, I was a big fan of Juvenile back in the day. And uh, he, he, he brings out some of his deeper tracks. I'm just like, man, this is, this is everything to me. Nice. I've watched it like three times. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> kind of like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty new. I've seen uh, the Run the Jewels Tiny Desk concert that, that maybe like great. three or four times. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just Juvenile. <laughs> I want to I meet the person that was like, Booking for the Tiny Desk uh-huh. concert and was like, you know, you know who we need? Juvenile. Right. <laughs> we need Juvie on this. Fresh off of the turn, <laughs> the Turnstile Tiny Desk concert, we've got Juvenile coming up. <laughs> Fucking Turnstile rules. They do, yeah. God, I love Turnstile. Yeah. So they're one of those bands that have like a punk influence, but it's interesting the whole time. Like, there's the yes. songs have like ebbs and flows to them and. Uh, just like good hooks, you know, yeah. which I think is what's missing from this album. Absolutely, is every uh, every chorus sounds just like this. Yeah, and it's and it's all talking about the same thing. <laughs> right, the system <laughs> is fucked up. <laughs> we fucking know, man. <laughs> we are all aware. <laughs> it, it, punk almost seems like. Why even do this anymore? Like, we all already know. <laughs> I was picturing them, like, kicking open the door of the tour bus. Like, oh, did you know about this? <laughs> there we go. Track three. Salvation. Salvation. Um. Hold me down. <laughs> Tickle me. <laughs> he he sounds like a much shittier. Um, oh my god, I can't think of the the lead singer for Killing Joke. Um, he reminds me a, a lot of. Uh, oh, the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker, baby. <laughs> Ever since you told me about that, I think about it every day. Because <laughs> this is one of the best things. Oh my god, the Joker, baby. <laughs> Oh, God. What a glorious meme. Oh, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, like, I, I, okay, so, so I was like, I'm like, okay, I need to find something to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Because the music just isn't doing it for me. So I watched, like, quite a few videos. I watched probably, like, hour or two of different, just, like, videos from all throughout time, like, going back in the day and, like, modern ones. Um, the history of horticulture. Yeah, just totally unrelated to biohazard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're talking. Oh well, shit, we're talking about biohazard. If you don't take care of vegetation, it will become a biohazard. Did you know <laughs> to water your plants? That's <laughs> fucked up. Have you ever seen the movie Biodome? 
It's not us, but it's kind of fun. Did you know that Steve Bannon funded the real life biodome? It's not a joke. He really did it. See, I'm a punk singer now. There you go. That's true, though. Um, Steve Bannon, you know, the uh, Trump's advisor, mm-hmm. um, actually uh, funded uh, the first real biodomes. Oh, really? Yeah. Just they're they're ab- ab- abject failures. Just to uh, play the most dangerous game inside of them? Is <laughs> <laughs> out there hunting humans? Yep. He went crazy because of two stoners. <laughs> uh, but no, like, uh, there were real... They really did, like, biodomes in real life oh, back wow. in the 90s. Um, and Steve Bannon uh, funded them. I don't know why that... He also was, um, he somehow um, got like a producer credit on Seinfeld. <laughs> Not a joke. He really, really did. Yeah. He, maybe, maybe it was like an investment firm or something, but mm. he, he gets residuals off of Seinfeld. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you know there's no way he's anti-Semitic. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way he's anti-Semitic. The walking liver spot. Well, speaking of Seinfeld, Evan Seinfeld, the bass player for this, I'm sure you read this, but uh, he did porn for a while. Yeah, he was married his to wife. Uh, Tara Patrick. Oh, uh, I'm familiar with Tara Patrick. <laughs> yeah. They've since divorced, but uh, it sounds yeah. like they, their like production company is still up and running. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I like. I pulled up one of their. I, yeah, I guess it was their video. It was like, yeah. let's see what this guy's dick looks like. <laughs> I mean, like, if he's going to perform, yeah. if he's going to be, like, the one of the co-spokespersons for sure. his production company, Put him a shot maybe up. he's got a nice dick. I don't know. How was it? It was all right. Okay. You know. She's hot. She's very attractive. I for, used to... Honestly, for a porn star, she's pretty attractive. Not bad. Yeah. She's not bad. Um... I, w- I read that and I was like, holy shit, that's not a name I've jerked off to in a long time. Tara Petra? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what his name was? His porn name? No. Spider Jones, bro. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn Here we it. go. Track four, End of Track My Rope. Track four, End of My Rope. This is, uh, I think, like the third single. This is one of my... Yeah, third single. This is one of my more liked songs on the album. Oh, really? Because I like this part. Has this like doom metal feel to it? Yeah, got a little bit, got a little bit of that desert rock I was talking about earlier. Uh, I, oh wait, that was the other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> the one we recorded. Check out that hidden track episode coming next, next week. Next week we talk about desert rock, uh, my favorite genre of rock and roll music. Um, it's just like flangy vocal effect. Yeah, you know. You know what this kind of reminds me of is like the vocals from Mushroom Head a little bit, like Ooh, the ouch. one guy who's like a little bit shrieky, you know? Yeah. That's what this exact part reminds me of. This one, at least there's like... It sounds different from the other ones. This is why it's one of my... I, I like the ones that don't sound like every other, which there's only like two or three on here, so... Few and far between, yeah. Yeah. Um... But I can I could picture myself like driving down some desert road with the windows down, listening to this shit. Mm-hmm. Can't do it with any of the other songs on the album, but this one I can. Yeah. Um, 
and it's slower, you know, so it it helped my headache a little bit. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing with, like, hardcore, and I respect it. But oh, me too. Absolutely. I, I feel like with hardcore like this, um, we get to a point where I'm, like, anticipating double bass to come in or for there to be uh, the drums to be sped up or, this like, double time right or something. Here. Sorry. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. That's good. Ooh. I know what you mean, yeah. So, sounds a little bit like Slayerish. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit, bit, yeah. Uh, that guitar part. Uh, but yeah, like the drums, I feel like they get to a point where I'm like anticipating them to be sped up or some double bass to kick in, but then it just never gets there. Yeah. And it's it's just like four on the floor almost, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Okay, you know what? But I, I do think the, like, the drummer is good. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no. They're all pretty solid except for the one vocalist Mm -hmm. which he's not always terrible yeah like they're not none of them are bad yeah i watched some like live concert footage of them Mm -hmm. and i was like okay goddamn this is like a music that you need to see live yeah like just sitting in your (laughs) sitting in my room at noon on a Wednesday, you know, <laughs> yeah. with my cat on the bed and me typing in a spreadsheet yeah. is like not prime, which is pretty much all I do anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, like this needs to be like, you know, like one o'clock in the morning, you're like six or seven beers in and you're 22 and, you know, you're wearing clothes that you've worn for the past three days and you're just like, Drunk and just like screaming the vocals along with it. Yeah. Like, I would be down as fuck for that. Oh, sure. Yeah. You get yourself a fucking six pack of Zimas. You go to a Biohazard concert. You Brother, have yourself a good old time. You smuggle that bottle of Boone Farm in. And, all right. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, uh, this is track five, all for none. This is like the opposite of Arby's marketing strategy. <laughs> Guys, it's five for, for five fifty-five. No, all for none, bitch. God, I want Arby's now. Ugh, I love Arby's. I don't eat it that often, but Arby's I, is a good punchline. But like, if we're keeping it real, Arby's is fucking good. I like it, but it always like makes my stomach hurt. Really? It's like KFC. Oh, it's like I don't have that gene. I, I love KFC, but every time I eat it, like, an hour later, I'm just like... You know what? Speaking of KF- KFC, uh, you and I had talked about, like, we're, we're trying to put these hidden track episodes together and just kind of, like, spitballing ideas or whatever. Oh, and yeah, yes, like, yes. a few months ago, KFC brought the double down back, which is, like, yeah. the chicken sandwich is a chicken sandwich. There's no bread. Like, the pieces of bread are pieces of chicken breast. Yes. And I was like, oh, man, we should do that for a Hidden Track episode. But they, like, it was only here for, like, a few weeks. That's ridiculous. Then it was gone. Yeah. I was like, god damn it. Sure, I, like, got one and I ate it, and I could probably tell you what it was, but it's not the same. No. Like, we have to, like, go out together. Yes. Eat this shit. Come back. Record a podcast Taco Bell's got the, the volcano stuff going on right now. Volcano stuff. Yes, it's super spicy. I feel like... Did I have something like that? I do love spice. They, they've got like the Doritos Locos like shells, and I think they have like a special sauce or something. I think I have some of that in my fridge. <laughs> I love it. 
talk about fast food while punk. Is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's some gang vocals. Um, See, this is one of those things you're talking about. Like this needs to be heard live because listening to the album, you know, as an audience, where you're supposed to come in when you hear the gang vocals on the record. You know, right? I like this part. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, there are some interesting bits in here, but I just. Like, it's a nice groove to it. Yeah. But, but like you said, it feels uninspired. Yeah. Like, everything that happened, like, before and after that part, it's just like, eh. I think you really need, for, for, like, metal and punk, I feel like you really need somebody that is going to, you need a vocalist. You could be the best band in the world, but you need a vocalist that can change it up. With, but still keep it heavy and that's yeah. hard to do it's really fucking hard to do because a lot of punk and metal um, maybe maybe more for punk not as much metal um, but it, it's kind of people who maybe aren't the best at playing their instruments mm-hmm. um, they play they play them harder and faster and louder than everybody else um, but they're not maybe the most like most people who are like very musically talented uh, don't go into punk for the most part. For yeah. the most part, of course, there are exceptions. Um, there's some incredible drummer, every you know, there's some amazing punk musicians. But punk is something that's like when you're 15 and you're bad at guitar, you can play it fast. You can't play it good, but you can play it fast. Yeah, you know. And so you're probably not going to get a singer who's up there doing like Chris Cornell shit, right? Like. Um, if it's, if you're doing like real hardcore punk, it's not supposed to be like. Okay, this is a, a track six breakdown. Yeah. Um, but you need somebody that that can switch it up and that can keep the heavy vibes, keep the really aggro stuff, but like can make it fun and enjoyable. Not fun necessarily, but like listenable. And yeah, like he's he's he sings in the same register, which I know that's a punk thing, but I just don't like listening to it that much. Yeah, it's just not pleasant, you know. Just from a, a pure surface aesthetics yeah. level. Uh, which look, if, yeah. if I'm 22 years old and I'm I'm drunk and it's two o'clock in the morning, like fuck yes, this is what I want to listen to, like it, live. I want to go to this show, you know. Yeah, but. It's just not something when I'm oh, I'm a forty year old man. I'm not and virgin. <laughs> uh, so Billy, this guy, yeah, this he, is he Evan, needs right? to be the singer. <laughs> the only singer. Yeah, I like Billy's vocals a lot. It it, it reminds me a bit of Tom Araya uh, from Slayer. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like if there was more of that, it, it would help. I don't know that that would solve the yeah. entire problem because i still feel like there's not really melody to speak of you know um right and also like i think the lead guitar whenever it shows up is awesome but there's a lot of riffs on here that are just like chugging it's not really like guitar riffs so much as just like yeah i don't know as as i say that you know this riff comes on punk punk is like incestuous um like you want because because i've i've I was in a punk band in high school, like short-lived, but I played, and I went to a lot of punk shows. 
Um, and there's like so much gatekeeping in the punk community. Like it's almost as bad as metal. Where it's like, oh, that's not real punk. You know, where people will be like, oh, that's not. That's actually not really doom metal. That's not even really black metal. It's, it's, you know, it's common. Well, well, that is not played in a four, eight uh, four blast beat. So you know, it, it can't be considered that. You know, like those fucking gatekeeping idiots, which is rampant in metal. Yeah. Um, but it's like almost as bad in punk. Where pe- the, if you deviate, like. You know, Green Day. Oh, yeah. People fucking hated Green Day. But it's like they grew up in the punk scene, but they were like, they could sing melodies and make catchy songs so people didn't consider them punk. Yeah. Like, like that right there is like the element for me that makes me just like kind of roll my eyes at punk. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is uh, track seven, Interfere On. Is uh, that really the name of it? <laughs> Interfere On. That's so funny. Uh, I had to have like... Type that. Yep, sure is. But maybe I wasn't like, this is, I think, uh, a problem with this album is like so many of these songs just kind of like bleed one into the other. I know. And like, I, I, yeah. Even though the beginning of the song sounds different at this point, uh, I've already made it through what six other songs where they mostly sounded the same. So I'm not checking my phone to see, oh, what's the name of this track or whatever. I'm just like, have it on in the background or whatever. I'm 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 listening passively. I guess is the the issue instead of yeah. being um, actively involved in the. the I was listening. trying to take notes and like I'd be kind of like listening to it or like what like while I was working and being like had my notepad out and I'd be like I start writing something and I'd be like I'd look over at my Spotify and I'm like oh the song changed yeah <laughs> oh I thought this was, well but this what I'm about to write does fit with this one too <laughs> yeah. it's like i like the guitars oh wait yeah. well that's what i wrote for the last one mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah again like it's not bad it's just not buried up at all right um it's just so samey and doesn't feel inspired and I, I i i feel like i did see an interview where they said like this is one of their this is one of their like least favorite albums yeah I think the uh, the the helmet guitarist that played on this album, he was interviewed in 2018. Somebody asked him about it, and he said no comment. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that had to do with the issue with the, the record label. Stuff, yeah. Uh, but even still, you know, it's that's kind of a bummer if you like bust your ass and do what you can to make this album as as good as you can, given whatever constraints you may have. And it sells fifty thousand copies. It's, yeah, if that. Um, and it's kind of a struggle to get there, even from what I understand, right? Yeah. Um, but like you know, you have all these constraints when you're you're putting an album together. You have budget, time, um, switching labels. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there was a lot of listening to the interviews. There was a lot of strife within the band. Like they've mm-hmm. they've cycled through members a lot. Like if you look at that timeline, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on on uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia yeah. it's like all. People would come and go and like are here for this album, leave, come back for this album, leave. Yeah. And it's like all over the place. Um, so it sounds like they're just kind of like tumultuous, a tumultuous group to be in. Have you ever been in a band like that where it was just like. No, people... I've never been in a band where there was interpersonal conflict. <laughs> I bet specifically like people coming and going and then like oh. coming back. I've been in bands where like we, we had like. It was like a core group of like three or four of us, mm-hmm. and then like we might have a guitarist like, okay, you want to join the band? And then he 
Jams with us a few times, and then like we just don't call him again or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been in plenty of those situations sure. where it's just like, even with like people who are good musicians, we're just like we're not getting along. Like, yeah. not that we're like enemies, but it's just like it's not vibing. Right, 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 right. Um, and most of most of the bands I've been in, like it's okay. Um, this is uh, abandoned in place, which is track number uh, eight. Eight. Um. I've been in bands where it's like half of our practice time is just us fucking off and like showing each other funny things on YouTube or something like, yeah. or dicking off or smoking weed and getting drunk. Um, and then the other half is playing music. So like being in a band for me has always been like, like it's like a cool chance to hang out with your friends and do something fun and like yeah. to make something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so half of that is like bonding mm-hmm. and it's like, I can't imagine being in a band where I'm just like not vibing with the other people in the band. Yeah. I, I I cannot imagine. I would not want to be in that situation because it's not fun to create with people that you're just not on the same level with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's always fun whenever you do get into those situations when everybody is kind of more or less pointing in the same direction. There's always going to be stupid conflict, whatever. But if it's a solid group of people, you can work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're all on the same page, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's. But I feel like I feel like a lot of like metal and punk, like they tend to like members come and go a lot. I don't I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just the nature of the beast or or what. But uh, I feel like it's like sometimes for. Um, you look at bands like Three Eleven. It's like they've known each other since high school, like, and they're still I, just. I, the, <laughs> It's so funny that you bring them up because I've been listening to a ton of 311 recently. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, I really fell back down the rabbit hole. Yeah. 311 was like a favorite band of uh, mine Same. and Ross's yeah. back in high school. Absolutely. And uh, I haven't listened to them in a while. Uh, and then, like, I, I've recently gotten back into them. And, like, I used to be such a huge fan of them oh, back man. in the day. Yeah. And I've been listening back. Like, I had uh, a bunch of their albums on Shuffle earlier today. And yeah. uh, I got to say, those lyrics. Not great. Like, there's a lot of stuff on yeah. there where I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been, like, huge into lyrics anyway. So it's not really a, a pass or fail thing right there. But, right. you know. Nick I, Hexum can be a corny motherfucker sometimes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. More so than I remember for sure. Uh, you know. Yeah. But all the that vibes. to say, the I did vibe. the vibes like, and and one of the best rhythm sections in all of rock, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt, peanut, solid fucking peanut rhythm section. Beat that thing! I and will not tell you again. You fire uh, a, a rifle God, into the air. It, what's the, what's the drummer? Uh, Chad Sexton. Chad Sexton. My yeah. man, my man, my man. Chad Sexton. <laughs> I listened to their uh, their live album. Oh and, hell yeah! Uh, uh, fuck that! That fuck the bullshit cover. Oh, uh, that uh, version is is the best. That's not on the uh, the live album. Oh, I think that not? was on the uh, the live uh, enlarged to show detail like the home video thing they had. Oh, but on okay. the the live album, it has. Uh, oh fuck! I'm gonna have to look it up. I remember we used to listen to "Fuck the Bullshit" all the fucking time. And you I'll would tell drive you, around in your '89 Dodge Spirit. Yep, paint peeling off the top, RB sauce on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Arby's coming back. Hell yeah, dude. Sponsor the show. Uh, the song Applied Science on the live album titled 311 Live. Uh, that okay. one has a drum solo in it. And as I was listening back to it this past week, I was like, 
I fucking remember every part of this drum solo. It's yeah. so iconic to me. He plays with like a piccolo snare or some shit. Uh, next up, we got Skin, which is uh, track number uh, nine. Nine, yeah. yeah. In my notes, uh, so some of my few notes, I put this might be my favorite song. I don't know. I put question mark after that statement. So, yeah, this is one of the better. I think it's just because it has this like openness, like in between chugging riffs, you know, takes a break. And the vocals can fill in that rhythm, so it's not, like, too much of the same flavor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Play like, what? He's shedding those condom skins, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, dude. They're like, uh, you ever go to TGI Friday's order the condom skins? It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> With that jack sauce on it? Yeah, yeah. Jack sauce. Uh, some people say that sour cream. I'm like, no. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the? <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Sausage Party? No. It sucks, but yeah, there's a scene in that. it where uh, one of the the hot dogs escapes and is like in the world, in this like grungy like uh, part of town. Yeah. And it comes across a condom, a used condom that's unfurled, and it has like gummy mouth. It's uh, uh, it's fucking wild. It's Jesus. a bad movie. I love Seth Rogen and his films, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I'm hyped for the new Turtles movie oh, that's coming I'm, out. I'm we're gonna go see that. Hell yeah, we gotta go see it. You know what we yeah. should do? We should eat pizza before we do it, dude. Hell yeah, dude. I'll have an anchovy and marshmallow pizza. <laughs> Years ago, I watched like a random episode of the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, <laughs> and there was that exact line, and I was like, "I'm that is my thing." I'm. I think about it often. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like in the wasn't it in like the movies they hated anchovies, but then in the cartoon they loved anchovies. And no or anchovies. You put anchovies on that thing, Michelangelo. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's it. What if we did the rest of the podcast in Master Splinter's voice? I probably could. Would it be okay? <laughs> well, it'd be okay or for you. He wasn't Asian to begin with, right? Uh, Kevin Clash is a uh, a black man who found himself in a bit of hot water. The voice of Elmo. Oh, seriously? Uh huh. He did Master Shredder's voice and Elmo's voice, or Shred- Master, Master Splinter's, Splinter's voice. Jesus fucking Christ! Hey, you piece of shit, Master Shredder. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Mister Shredder. <laughs> Master Splinter, I know this, I promise. Yeah. Uh, the new movie looks fucking dope as hell. Yeah. And, you know, it's got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing the fucking soundtrack. I hope that at some point during, like, a, a huge fight scene, Closer starts playing. That'd be so fucking rad. Jesus. It wouldn't, but, like... I just... I can't... You know, like... Uh, Next wait. up, we got Camouflage. Camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> We're making our way through this album, dude. Was this track 10? Is this, the, is this number 10? I think so, yeah. We're working on our way through it. Uh, so, uh, years ago, my wife... My wife. Oh, Hi. boy. What a Hi. terrible Freudian slip. My dad... Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I was telling my wife this story. Uh, but my dad, who has never been one that's like 
adventurous with food at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's always been like basic stuff, kind of like whatever his wife, my stepmother, would make for him. But it's always been like meat and potatoes, that type of thing. Sure. But years ago, he told me that uh, he was somewhere getting Taco Bell or whatever. I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. I've never seen you eat a taco in my life. I didn't. I started to cuss, but I would never cuss around him. Good life. Yeah. Uh, it was like, yeah, you know, taco every once in a while. And I refuse to believe it. I did not see what I was growing up. I cannot even imagine what that looks like now. That said, I feel the same exact way about Trent Reznor and the Ninja Turtles. I can't imagine he's ever seen any bit of Ninja Turtle media. Even as he's scoring the movie, watching the footage to, like, cue the, the music. Yeah. I don't know if he has a blindfold on. I don't know if he's got a favorite Ninja Turtle. I was like, yeah, I'm a real uh, Mikey. He's Mikey's got a, my guy. He's got his back turned and Atticus Ross is just explaining it to him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, okay. I think I get it. Mm. So these guys are frogs? Well, turtles. So, okay. so okay. Trent, Trent, Trent's kind of an interesting dude because like he's like a big video game fan. What? Really? Yeah. He said like there was an interview where he said like he thinks he's played he thinks he's played just as much time playing Doom as he has making music. Doom? Yeah. Like that first person shooter? Yeah. Like the old one? The old one. Holy shit. Yeah, and he, and he did the he did the soundtrack for the first Unreal game. Unreal oh. uh, it's called Unreal. Yeah. Um insane soundtrack. Fucking insane soundtrack. Interesting. And um it it fucking slaps like when you're playing the game. I remember like I I played Quake or no wait, no Quake. I'm sorry, Quake. not Unreal. Okay. Jesus Christ, Unreal was the engine. Fuck me. Um, Quake. Um, he did the the soundtrack for the first Quake game, and Jesus Christ, it is it goes so fucking hard and it's just so good. Um, all no vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's like really hard, really hard like Nine Inch Nails era music, but with um, just just no vocals. So. It's great for like I'll, I'll put it on uh, like playlists for like when I'm working and stuff like that. We <laughs> <laughs> love. Next up, we've got Decline Numero Eleven. Check this shit out. <laughs> All right, so what you got, man? Here we go. Like, I don't think he's good at rapping but i will no. say at least he can write a beat a little bit whereas like have you heard some modern like uh trap music where you could tell that the producer had to like clip out the lines and like line them up on the beat yeah i was like guys th- you are a rapper this is your job is to ride the beat they got too much lean and zans to drink I, g- <laughs> I guess so how would the kids say now? Lean and Zans? <laughs> lean and Zans, yeah. Hey, you got time to lean, you got time to Zans. <laughs> <laughs> now they're all on fentanyl these days. What is that? I'm I keep seeing fatty. billboards for it. It says, like, know your drugs. Fentanyl. I'm like, anytime I see fentanyl, my brain immediately before I can finish that word goes to fit and crack shell from DuckTales. I'm like, oh, yeah, Gizmo Duck rules. Is it Gizmo Duck? <laughs> is he doing drugs? I know he's a bean counter in that show. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, I was way off. So, um, you know how there was that, uh, it's a real small, little, real minor um, painkiller addiction that uh, our entire state has been wrapped up in for nearly two decades? Real minor. Real, you may not have even heard it. Man, 
probably didn't even make the news, to be honest with you. Hold on. Let me uh, look into this on Truth Social real quick. Let me see. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, go ahead. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so, you know, doctors got everybody hooked on painkillers back in the day. Okay. Um, I have friends that I've lost to, to that addiction. Um, I have family members that have lost to that addiction. Um, it hit Oklahoma extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I have very close friends who are still addicts to this day going back from, like, late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors wrote scripts. Everybody knows this. Doctors wrote scripts, blah, blah, blah. Well, then the government goes, okay, well, now we got all these people addicted to opioids. Well, what are you going to do? I'll just take them away. They'll just stop doing it. Oh, shit. No. So they started cracking down on the painkillers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have all these addicts that they're not going to quit. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen? Something's going to come in and fill that void, yeah. right? Capitalism. Well, um, people started going to heroin because heroin's a lot cheaper than pills because pills became so expensive because the government cracked down on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day, a little 80 milligram pill mm-hmm. would run you literally like 60, 70, 80 dollars for one pill. Damn. Um, and so that, so then of course, heroin comes in. Uh, well, then this new fucking fancy drug crops up, fentanyl. Fentanyl is uh, an opioid. An, an opioid. It's a synthetic opioid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so heroin's an opiate, which is a natural um, uh, painkiller. Okay. Opioid is synthetic. So oxycotton, hydrocodone, Percocet. Um, those are all. Um, Okay, this is a cycle of abuse, track 12. Um, Fitting for the conversation. Uh Yes. Yeah. Um, And so um, heroin becomes a new thing because heroin is like much cheaper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that's a natural opiate. It's it's, it's a lot easier to get off of. Like if you get hooked on heroin, like Mm -hmm. you hear like, oh God, heroin, it's hard to get off of. Yes, it is. But it's a hell of a lot easier to get off of than this new shit called fentanyl, which okay. is a synthetic opiate, opioid rather. Um, it's got a lot shorter half-life, so it um, it's it's so much stronger. Like literally, if you did uh, like a grain of rice, mm-hmm. like if you did it, you yeah. have you have no opiate tolerance. You did a grain of rice, you would die, or you would OD, and if you didn't get Narcan, you would die. Okay. It is incredibly strong. And the reason is because... Um, Are you talking about a literal grain of rice? Because I ate some powder. tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I in was powder form. Concerned. Uh, it's white. I was making white rice for my dog. All the worst things are white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's white. Brother. <laughs> and uh, so, so it, it's unbelievably potent. Um, so if you're smuggling drugs in... Mm-hmm. You got a storm somewhere, right? Yeah. So you could send a, a baseball size worth of fentanyl that could get a hundred junkies high, mm-hmm. right? Like heroin, like, yeah, it'd be a lot of heroin, but like 
it is literally like 50, 100 times stronger than heroin. Yeah. It is unbelievably... But then you have other ones even beyond fentanyl, like carafentanyl, that are even like more potent, um, where like literally like a few milligrams, like tiny, tiny specks of dust, mm-hmm. if you ingest, can kill you. Uh, yeah. If you're opioid naive, which means you don't have any tolerance, which most mm-hmm. people don't. If they don't regularly take opiates, they're opioid naive. So mm-hmm. they would kill them. That's... That's what they called me back in high school. They yeah, called me. Night. Yeah. <laughs> Voted number one most opiate. Because it's so unbelievably potent, um, what people have started doing, drug dealers have started putting it into. So you got some cocaine. It's really shitty stepped on cocaine, right? Mm-hmm. Which means somebody has taken it, taken pure raw cocaine, and then covered it up with, like, you know, uh, uh, baking soda, or there's a, a whole list of things that you can cut. Yeah. To basically take like a little ball of coke and then turn it into a bigger one, right? right. And then you can sell that. It's going to be diluted, but it'll still get people high. But it'll sure. be they call it stepped on and won't be as good. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is drug dealers don't tend to be the most organized people. Shocker, what? I know, right? So they'll they be sitting have, there. They don't have their iCals synced up. Yeah, I know it's crazy. God damn it! They'll be sitting there doing up their fentanyl, mm-hmm. bagging it up. Scraping with razor blade, and they go over and scrape some uh, scrape some cocaine in. Mm-hmm. Well, that just a little bit of residue is enough to get into like cocaine. They've even started pressing fake Xanax bars hmm. and putting fentanyl in it because it's like, well, we can't get the uh, we can't get the, the the catalyst drug to actually make um, uh, Xanax, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to have like a medical. I mean, you have to get the the the, the catalyst chemical to to synthesize like whatever it is you're making it's it's impossible for the normal person to get that or unless you're you know like a chemist like walter white over here um so so fentanyl ends up getting into all these other drugs and then people start putting it into other drugs because they're like well this guy wants 10 xanax bars if i sell him just pressed sugar he's not going to get high off of it so i can take a little bit of fentanyl and put it in there and then he'll get high and he'll think that it's xanax right Um, it is, but what happens is people are like, well, I'm, I take Xanax every day, so I'm going to take three bars of Xanax, which would be fine if it were actually Xanax. Problem is it's been made with fentanyl because fentanyl is just so dirt cheap and it's so insanely potent that you can just put a couple of grams in there or milligrams in there, press it into a fake pill and then go sell it on the street. The person will get high. They'll probably end up dead more than likely. Um, but who cares? You sold your pills, whatever. Yeah. Um, so fentanyl is, uh, it's particularly insidious because it ends up into all these other drugs and it's so potent that just the tiniest amount can like kill you. Damn. Um, this is dogs of war track 13. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah. don't, don't do it. If anybody offers you fentanyl, don't do it. Okay. I definitely feel like this is not something that Finn Crackshell would get himself into. So no, I'll say that I've tried it. <laughs> yeah, it is a dangerous, terrible thing. Yeah, and I would not even if you're like an opiate addict, like don't. Like it's not fucking Steer worth clear. it. Yeah. Just I don't know. Say no. I'm I'm a stupid person, and <laughs> um, I I like to occasionally like experiment with stuff. And so whenever I heard about this stuff, everybody's like, "Oh, it's crazy! It's gonna kill you." I'm like, 
I think I need to try it for myself to really, <laughs> truly know, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. And so I was literally taking, like, like, why am I admitting this on fucking whatever? You don't have to. Tried it once. It's terrible. Fucking uh-huh. terrible. Shitty high. Doesn't last at all. And, like, just a tiny little bit will leave you feeling like shit for days. Like, it's fucking awful. Like, not worth it. But, of course, most people who do fentanyl don't start out with fentanyl. <laughs> they, don't, they don't go, well, I'm a sober person. I think I'm going to go try some fentanyl. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I did because I'm dumb. <laughs> but mo- most people are not going to do that. Um, uh, so most people are people who are like probably addicted to painkillers and then were addicted to heroin or just move straight to fentanyl. Yeah. Um, it's a really fucked up thing um, because it's just... And the way people make drugs, you know, if they're pressing pills, like you hear about fake pressed pills, so like the Xanax, or people think like a hydrocodone, which is a really low dose of opiates, opioids. Okay. Um, you take like a five milligram hydrocodone, like when you like break your shoulder or something, you know, it's like one of the like Tylenol threes. Sure, yeah. Whatever. Um, so they'll go buy those from somebody thinking like, oh, well, this is a hydrocodone. Like, I know I can take two of these and it'll knock out my pain and like, it's not going to really mess me up that much right but whenever these people are making the fake pills they're not doing what pharmacies do or what drug manufacturers do which is make sure that every single pill has the exact same amount mm-hmm. so they'll be you know trying to they, they call it hot spots so like you might get one that's got 10 times as much as the other one just because it was probably made in Juarez, you know, by people who certainly don't give a fuck who the end person dies or lives or dies, right? Right. And so that's why they say to, to test any drug that you get now, like anything, even if it looks like a pharmaceutical pill that came from the pharmacy, mm-hmm. you need to break some off and use a fentanyl test strip to make sure that, that it was not, uh, that's not fake or okay. pressed with, with uh, fentanyl. That was going to be my question. It is literally, it has been found in like every, people found it in weed because people have it, again, out in the open air and it get it gets a couple little grams on, their on weed. Or whatever. Yeah, and then the person buys it and goes and smokes it and boom, they OD. Damn. It's pretty rare that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more likely that it's people buying like cocaine or you know uh, like I said Xanax or just just any of these things that are like Stuff people are used to taking, and it has the completely different drug in it. It looks like the thing that they've taken a hundred times, and they take it, and they OD. And most of the time, nobody knows, um, you know, because if you're not, if you just think you're taking Xanax, the people around you more than likely aren't going to be like, he's fucking, he stopped breathing. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it's... It is an insidious, dangerous thing. So this is a little PSA for everybody out there. Kind of, kind of, kind of related to uh, Biohazard because they're like uh, more or less straight edge dudes. They don't do drugs. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's a big thing in punk, uh, hardcore punk. Uh, a lot of straight edge people. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see that in the uh, the Wikipedia article. Like, this is track 14, New World Disorder. This is my favorite track on the. I was I was kind of <laughs> curious. This one definitely sounds the most different from everything else. Like, there's clearly a a drum machine involved, you know? Yeah. Um, On this track, it says that it features uh, Christian Old Wolvers. He's back from Fear Factory, here playing bass. And you can hear that stand-up bass. I I like that quite a bit. Um, It says Igor uh, Cavalera from... Max's um, brother. uh, Yeah. Sepultura. 
No. Soulfly. Right? What? Yeah, he was in both bands, I believe. This is my shit right here. Then uh, Sticky Fingers. This is Sticky Fingers. He's not my favorite rapper, but... No. He's not. It sounds different than the other vocals that we've heard so far, right? That's why I like it. Uh, from the band Onyx. Slam! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, because that video was on there. The, uh, I guess that song did fairly well. It sold like a million copies of Onyx's album. And then uh, Onyx and uh, fucking... Biohazard. Oh my god, how did I forget that fucking name? Uh, Onyx and Biohazard got together. Yes, uh, the Judgment Day soundtrack, right? Well, they did a remix of Slam. It's called oh, uh, the Bionics right. okay. remix or whatever, and uh, they put that out. That did very well, so they sold another million copies of that album or, or record or whatever. Yeah, it was very successful for them. And then I think they did the Judgment Day soundtrack. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that was really my only real experience with Biohazard was from the Judgment Day soundtrack. I've never listened to that all the way through. I think I've heard like maybe one or two tracks. We've talked about covering it. I think we, I think we should. Yeah. Um, for like a hidden tracks episode because it is, it is like a seminal uh, album uh, for like rap rock. There's like a a crossover trifecta. It's crazy because that's rap that. and rock. Yeah. And then uh, Spawn is oh, rock yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. electronic music. Yeah. And then Blade Two, that soundtrack is electronic music and hip hop. So it's Wild. like the the truest holy trinity of all. You know. Yes. Yeah. Um. What do you think about this vocal? Like I'm picturing him like as he's uh, like rapping here. He's got one of those um, toilet plunger things they put on the end of a uh, a trumpet, just like oh yeah, (laughs) hovering over his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's that horrorcore rap. Yeah, it's not my. I feel like Biohazard would do well in like a gathering of the Juggalos or something, you know? Oh yeah, I bet they would. Yeah, that's not shade thrown at the Juggalos. I'm just saying, like, legitimately, I feel like there's could be some crossover there. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to a gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, you remember that Workaholics episode? Oh, of course I do. God, that was fucking epic. And I really do genuinely feel like that shed some light on the Juggalos and like, you know, they're just like people and families and shit. They just want to come out for a weekend, have a good time, and then yeah, go back to being a fucking actuary, you know? I used to go to like uh, like outdoor music festivals and stuff, and there was always like, there was always like a Juggalo contingent there. <laughs> like, there was always like a Juggalo corner of everything yeah. where like they all stayed together. Um... And they were always just over there, like, sucking down, like, uh, nitrous, nitrous balloons. No. Oh. What? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that Why? was a big thing. Just because? Does it have Nitrous context? oxide? If you're laughing gas, so you, like, from the doctor where they put that thing under your nose, and you get, like, Ooh. Oh, you know what? I was thinking of, like, helium balloons. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nitrous oxide. Okay. Laughing gas. Yeah. Uh, it gets you fucked up. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It will make you feel like that. You'll hear the helicopters. There you go. When you do it, 
everything starts going really around you. It's wild. Yeah. I uh, when I was went to the dentist when I was younger, I they put that little like laughing gas thing on my nose, and I was like, it stunk, so I never breathed it in. <laughs> so. I've never. Uh, I used to request it. it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'd be like, uh, I have sensitive teeth. Can I get the laughing gas? Because it was the only way I could get high when I was like 15. <laughs> I didn't know how to get weed, I, but yeah. I wanted to get high. I remember like, one of my one of my fondest memories. <laughs> uh, I was at the dentist and I was in like like an individual room and they put the nitrous on. They were like, okay, just like sit back and breathe. And they're like, do you want to watch some TV? And I was like, yeah, yeah. They're like, put it on. Like, what do you want to watch? I was like, MTV. Put it in MTV. The world premiere of Intergal- the Intergalactic oh video. Oh, my God. Beastie Boys. Was, was about to play. And I was like, oh, right. And I'm like sitting there breathing in that nitrous. And right as it starts to hit me, it's like, Intergalactic. And I'm just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It was just like, it was, it was fucking wild. Wow. Um, I don't like nitrous anymore though. It's uh, it's really fucking dangerous too. Yeah, super fucking dangerous. Leave nitrous to cars, Literally, like in the Fast like, and Furious franchise. Starve your brain of oxygen and kill you. Um, if you go to music festivals, you've seen you've seen the the, the balloon mafia. That's another little wink. Cl- it, clearly, I don't, and clearly, I haven't. So uh, there, uh, there's allegedly like um, like a gang or like a cartel uh-huh. that since like because you can get like tanks of it like tanks of nitrous oxide mm-hmm. we actually found one when we were uh, I was in my early 20s uh, my cousin uh, his his uh, my uncle passed away his murdered fucked up situation Jesus. yeah it was this ex-cop uh, my uncle went over to help his friend move a fence over because he bought this house and he's like oh this fence is like too far over that was the last tra- uh, track. Uh, so he's going to help his friend uh, move the fence over. He was just driving the tractor. And uh, his neighbor was like an ex-sheriff. Yeah. And like came over and was like, no, this fence has been here for blah, blah. You're not moving this fucking fence, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, the guy's like, look, I bought the house. Here's the property deed. It shows that this needs to be over like 10 feet. Like, mm-hmm. this is what the prop, this, this is what it says. Yeah. Like, we're going to move the fence. This is my property. And the guy like lost his fucking mind. He was like this old retired sheriff and he went inside and got a shotgun ran outside shot my uncle shot my uncle's friend and then shot my uncle's two sons and this was over this was just like uh like 15 minutes outside of tulsa like not far outside of tulsa at all holy shit and then got on his got on his lawnmower and his wife the guy was killing everybody's wife called the police was like my my husband's like murdering people Mm -hmm. cops show up and they like all like surround the guy and he's sitting on the on the um lawnmower with a shotgun and he pops in his mouth and shoots his head off jesus christ yeah damn like we heard we were like we heard about it on the news it was like a huge fucking and it was crazy um they're like you know like five people got murdered and the guy killed himself and we were like seeing it on the news we're like oh it's crazy mm-hmm. i'm like i would live was living with my cousin at the time and then he gets a phone call and like you just see him like go pale oh my god and then he like gets off he's like that was my dad holy shit like, he was one of the people out there. We were like watching on the news. We're like, anyways, uh, his dad was a uh, was a mechanic and owned like a mechanic shop. So mm-hmm. he had um, n- they use nitrous for like uh, like uh, certain kinds of like tires and stuff. Like mm-hmm. uh, they they fill them up with nitrous and you can use it for for other things. For um, but you used to be able to you could like literally go and like just buy 
and he had one of those giant like metal canisters of nitrous oxide. Like mm-hmm. we were cleaning out um, his house after he died, and uh, he had like a like a shed with like a bunch of you know tools and motorcycle parts and all that shit. And we found this, and it said nitrous, and we're like, do we try it? Like, do we breathe this mystery stuff? And we had this one really stupid friend. It was like, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you breathe whatever is in this thing. We don't know. It might yeah. be mislabeled. It might fucking kill you. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And he did it. And he was like, yeah, it's nitrous. It's nitrous. <laughs> and so, like, for, like, a month, we just, like, posted up with that nitrous bottle and just, like, would sit there. And, oh, God. And even thinking about it now makes me sick. Um, I would never, never do it again. Damn. Uh, but, yeah, it, it'll, it'll, it'll fuck you up. But there's this, like, there's this rumor. Mm-hmm. That it, at every music festival, you always see people with tanks that are just sitting there filling up balloons. And people that are regular concert goers see, like, the same people doing it. So they're like, okay, well, somebody has – like, you can't you can't just get it anymore. Like, you used to be mm-hmm. able to, like, literally go get it. Now they, like um, – uh, they put other stuff in it, like sulfur and stuff. So it's, like, disgusting. Yeah. But still, like, the same thing. But, like, you can't, like, just breathe it. Like, mm-hmm. you have to have, like, medical licenses to get just pure, unadulterated nitrous oxide. So somebody has like a hookup, like a major hookup, because at every festival that I've ever been to, and still to this day, I don't go to festivals anymore. That was mm-hmm. younger me, but still to this day, they say like you will see always the same people. And anybody that has ever tried to bring like another nitrous tank to a festival, mm-hmm. like either gets beat up, gets their tank stolen, gets told to leave, or they're gonna something bad's gonna happen to them. And so it's like. And you got to take this with a grain of salt because these people are fucking hippies and they're all stupid. <laughs> so they may just be making this up. But there is this like re- very popular rumor amongst like the outdoor music festival crowd that um, there's somebody or like a small group of people that have access to just like all the nitrous oxide they want and are just sending out people to every doesn't matter if it's a small or a large, like, you know, local uh, outdoor music fest where people are doing drugs. There's always the same group of, you know, handful of people that are out there selling balloons and they'll, they'll they got those big balloons, you know, that you would have the rubber band that you would like that you get as a kid. They'd yeah. Be, like, huge balloons. They fill those up with nitrous and that's like five bucks. Right. And you can sit there and you just keep puffing on it and it knocks you out. Damn. Yeah. Get you, get you real funky. And they're known as the balloon mafia. That's the, that's the rumor. <laughs> now the, again, t- take this with a grain of salt because these people are hippies and they make up dumb shit and they yeah. believe the stupidest shit. So it may be fake, but it does kind of track like based on what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be cause somebody like, again, you have to have like a medical license to get it. So mm-hmm. however it's happening, like is, is uh questionable. Interesting. The balloon mafia. So you've learned about nitrous oxide. You learned yep. about fentanyl. Yeah. Anything else you want to know about? I mean, <laughs> uh, geez, I feel like I'm uh, caught up on drugs at the moment. Uh, hey, I got a bag over here. Who knows what's in it? Let's find oh out. Oh my god, it's like no, it's Felix the cat's magical bag. I have a CBD vape. Don't worry. That's is <laughs> why I'm 40. I like, I don't. That I have a CBD vape. That's my that's my drug now. Yeah. Um, helps me sleep. So and uh, is it CBD? It's uh, can't buy drugs. Can't buy drugs. <laughs> yep, too poor. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I finally have money now, and <laughs> I don't want to do drugs. <laughs> when I was younger and I was broke, all I wanted to do was drugs. Isn't that the way? That's how it goes. Oh my goodness, the Mandalorian was right. 
so yeah, that was uh, the album uh, "New World Disorder" by Biohazard. We listened to uh, a good chunk of the end of that album, uh, just talking over it. But look, you didn't miss out on anything. Maybe you Listen, learned something. Yeah, maybe you learned something. This is an educational show. Absolutely, it's like PBS, but for uh, shitty people. <laughs> I'm dumb as hell, but I know a lot about drugs for some reason, so I can talk forever about that. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, listener, you've uh, likely listened to this album uh, maybe before uh, listening to this episode, or maybe you didn't, and now you don't need to. So yeah. either way, we've uh, done the proper service uh, that we're supposed to. So, Look, can... if you're a big fan of this band or this album... I 100% get it and I yeah. don't blame you. And I don't, I, it's not like stained where I like kind of side eye you if, or you say like, you're like a huge stained fan. I'm going to be like, mm. but if you say you're a huge biohazard fan, I'll be like, cool. I know you're a cool dude mm-hmm. or lady, whatever. Um, like I, I can fucks with you. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't want our, my score, I won't speak for you, but my score, I don't want it to reflect, uh, on the band as though I think that they're on the level of like stained or Godsmack. I absolutely do not. Okay. <laughs> These guys are much better, and I would much rather listen to this than either one of those albums. I was going to say, for uh, new listeners, Ross was not a fan of either of those albums, not uh, which is the, uh, the context for that. So, uh, since we're there, let's talk about ratings for this. Uh, every, every episode, we rate it from zero to seven new metal guitar strings. Ross Lichtai, how are you rating New World Disorder by Biohazard? the deadest possible air i'm gonna give it a three a three okay um i would like to give it higher but i would be disingenuous mm-hmm. um but like this is a different three than i would give like something that i don't like this is just not my speed and i was not in the mood to listen to it and so it just didn't leave much of an impact at all on me mm-hmm. i didn't dislike it again i think live i would love to go to a live biohazard show i mean that would be fucking rad as hell but i believe they're like touring yeah again. um but i i i just this this album it just did not stick with me so mm-hmm. um but again i like the guitars mm-hmm. production's great i more let there's like sections of the of the album parts of songs that i'm like this fucking rules i love this but then there's other parts that i just like bleed together and i'm just i just it's like water through a sieve. I I don't I don't uh, doesn't doesn't hold on to me. What was your favorite song on this album? Did you say? Uh, probably, uh, probably New World Disorder or maybe um, was it Salvation or End of My Rope? The one that was like a little oh, bit slower. Oh yeah, End of My Rope. Yeah, End of My Rope. Yeah. Do you think if you went to a Biohazard concert and they like in the middle of it you screamed, "Play End of My Rope," <laughs> they'd be like, "We just did." <laughs> we just played it five times. Yeah, I don't know what to tell oh, you. Dude. Okay, my bad. How's that one go? Chugga, chugga, chugga. Um, what do you give it? Uh, I'm giving. Uh, first of all, I feel like three is a respectable score overall. Uh, you know, on the the zero to seven string range, I feel like you know four's right dead center in the middle. This album falls a little bit short of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think their production on this album is good like i said you pick out all the instruments um everything seems pretty good it's not like super polished but uh the production is uh nice yeah Uh, i think the overall music sounds good the vocals uh fall into the same patterns though a lot of the time 
and then half those vocals are like unappealing to me. Now, did you go back and listen to some of their older albums? Uh, not full albums, but I, I listened to some old songs. I think it was like the second album that I was like, I am digging this. Okay. This feels like a lot more. So it may be a case of just like, this is not their best outing. And right. I think from what I under, from what I can understand from interviews and stuff, I, I don't think that they would disagree with me. Like this yeah. is probably the worst album to like be my introduction to the band. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think this is our fault. We did this. We too, did this to ourselves. So, uh, yeah, I mean like their fourth album, uh, Bugs Bunny kicked, them out of bed right and then uh fucking mercury didn't help them promote this one so that's like two consecutive albums yeah in a row that uh weren't good so um but all that to say uh i listened to this album this is like the fifth time through for me and a lot of the stuff like some of it like i want to say that i could imagine putting some of these songs on a playlist or whatever and i might throw one or two on there yeah, but it's not really going to get much further than that for this particular album. I'm only going to give this album a two. I can't okay. quite get to a three with it just because it's we, we talk about all the time on different albums, the sameness mm-hmm. uh, factor that comes into play. And this yeah. album is sameness from beginning to end almost. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's true. a few few little things here and there. But uh, for the most part, yeah, this is like a two string album for me. But like you said, I'd be interested in going back and maybe like doubling back. uh you know, after the the timeline shit is done and uh, uh, checking we, out another one of their yeah, or even like doing like their their top more. ten songs on sure. whatever platform yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. seeing what's what's popping there. Um, Punishment is going to be one. Okay, yeah. cool. I know that one kind of. Dolph Lundgren's on it. I'm there. Yep. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, "This is a fucking Punisher." Yeah. I know this. <laughs> This is cool. This is the movie where he doesn't have a skull on I his know. chest. The most iconic thing about him. You could have just done it. Like it's not that big of a, not that big of a push. I don't. Did think. you think it was gonna look stupid? Like, is that why you didn't do it? Was this the same team that uh, let David Hasselhoff be Nick Fury? Actually, you know what? He, he actually, if you if you like take the David Hasselhoff of it away, like he actually did look a lot like Nick Fury in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie sucked. That was a. He actually did look like Fury. We were talking off air about the uh, the Gen X or the Generation uh, X yeah. uh, made for TV movie back in the day. Yeah, and uh, I believe the Nick Fury one was also made for TV, right? I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Because there was like a Captain America one also mm-hmm. that was never released in theaters. Don't you think it's fun that like the two live action Nick Furies have been portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson and David Hasselhoff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there's a wait. There's another one in there. Another Fury. Oh, 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 oh! No, no, no! I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the uh, the the Corman Fantastic Four. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but that was never actually officially released. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did it. They tried. They tried to do it. Uh, so uh, we've rated the album. Let's talk about where new metal is at this point. Yeah. So this is just like maybe a month or two. This, after I don't think this is a new metal album. I don't okay. think this has anything to do. This doesn't move the needle. This is this is so far away from new metal. It's it hurts. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get why we did yeah. it, uh-huh. but like I don't think that uh, you know we're, we're we're exactly where we are last week. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm totally in agreement with you. I regret putting this on here, but guess what? <laughs> We fucking did. We got through the whole thing. And I don't have an asterisk uh, bite on the spreadsheet that uh, we've got for the timeline order indicating we'll probably see Biohazard 
again at some point okay. later down the road. I'm I'm fine with that. But again, there's going to be like some features on there and whatnot. So yeah, maybe a little bit better. Uh, as for us, next week on the Hidden Track episode thirty point five. We're talking about a very special guitarist. Ross, you want to fill the audience in on that one? Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about Wes Borland. Wes Yule Samlankinen Borland. Uh, he's Lichtenstein. Uh, no, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about Wes Borland. It's an all Borland episode, but it's mm-hmm. no Limp Biscuit, so it's going to be all Borland. Oops, all Borland. Yeah. Uh, what was my other one? Uh, uh, sucking Westward. Sucking Westward. <laughs> Instead of stabbing Westward, right. we're sucking off West Borland. Right. Sucking Westward. Okay. Uh, the joke. That's the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're going to be talking about all of uh, a, a bunch of different, just random West Borland. Um, and who is West suck- Borland? Oh yeah, he's a guitarist for Limp Biscuit. There we go. Um, like if, if you listen to this, you don't know who West you Borland have to, is. Yeah. I mean, you have to know, but just in case. I mean, I, I'm not trying to shame you, but like you should really go and listen to Limp Biscuit. Um, educate yourself. Um, actually, mm-hmm. no. Um. So and but we're we're not doing any Limp Biscuits. So it's going to be like side projects, featurings, uh, and we got a whole smattering of different genres that he's been involved in. Um, it was it was a fun it was that was a fun one to to record to listen to because mm-hmm. we got to listen to some stuff that we don't normally get to listen to here. Yeah, there's a whole smattering of songs, like an album's worth of songs that we discuss. Yeah. We probably should have cut it off at a certain point, but we're probably, having too much fun. But it was fun to listen to. It was absolutely. So check that one out next week. After that. In uh, two weeks from now, uh, we well, look, uh, we had to sit through Stained on the last album review. We sat through this Biohazard album. Um, not a lot of fun, but I feel like good times are just around the corner. I mean, this year is 1999, and I mean, 1999! Next week, or uh, the next album review will be Significant Other... <laughs> Fuck yes! By Limp Goddamn Biscuit. I almost oh, said something to you. God, I got a nut off of that one. <laughs> when we uh, recorded the, the West Borland episode, I almost <sighs> said something. I was like, nah, I'm just going to save it. I'm going to save it. So a uh, uh, precursor to the significant other album is uh, the West Borland episode, which comes next week. Following that, significant other by Limp Biscuit. Yes. Be here. Have no fear. We will return with that shit. I'm, I can't even tell you how excited I am about <laughs> it. I'm literally on the way home. I'm going to put on significant. Other. Oh yeah, for sure. Like as I was listening to Biohazard this past week, I was like, I just got to get through this. Then we can get to limp, and then because we had this and we had stained. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Yeah, it was. Wait, was was God's? Who cares? Um, they I were, think it was like it a was month or two close ago. enough in proximity that yeah, it yeah. feels like. <laughs> so. I am so fucking goddamn yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. So, ladies and gents, everybody in between, go listen to it. If you haven't listened to it before, you're in for such a goddamn treat. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to have a lot to discuss it's gonna, on that one. Why are we a two-parter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for that. So Same. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we got anything else to wrap up here? I don't believe so. All right. Test your drugs for fentanyl, people. Watch out for the balloon mafia and get fucked, you fucking fucks. Bye. Bye. Fantastic. Uh, bye.